girls, uh, welcome back. Franchise buys games. Another episode, another week has gone by in that not just the gaming world, but the normal, average, everyday world in which we live and operate and play all the games and get all the game news. That's nice guy, Johnny. Certainly is. Hello. Producer of this year show. This year shit show. The man responsible for reining me in. Uh, I'm old franchise. Titular protagonist. How are you doing, Johnny? How are you, sir? I'm I'm I'm, I'm peachy. <laughs> peachy. Tell you peachy. what, I'm I'm not because we just try to do this on Discord, and the quality was so good on Discord compared to Skype, and then left it too bloody late and hadn't installed anything to record the fucking call on Discord. So I'm not peachy. I'm prickly. I suppose there's only one there's only one option we can do with Discord then try and do it live but then there'll be no memory of it. <laughs> no fuck that I, I like memory. I like create memories. So when people say what was what was the great coronavirus pandemic of 2020 like? I'll be like, well, there's actual recordings exist of that time. Yeah. Or go back during that time historical documents archives. <laughs> this is a historical document is what we're doing right now. In a 50 years time. This is going to have cultural significance. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I hadn't already started drinking then. <clears throat> yeah, are you having a bev, Johnny? Are you having a little cheeky drink? I'm having two, to what be honest, Smith. What are you drinking? I'm drinking. Start, hang on, this is a completely sound, different podcast. <laughs> sound very much like another podcast, but I just I'm curious as to what you are having to drink, just to I, keep us as far remote from that I, as possible. <laughs> what are you having to drink? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm having a faith, a Northern Monk faith, hazy pale ale. Nice, nice. And I'm chasing that with a Nicker whiskey from the barrel, all 51.4% alcohol percentages. Tell you what it is, mate. You you got me onto that Nicker, that Japanese whiskey, Nicker from the barrel. You put me onto that, and a, a bottle of it arrived yesterday. So obviously I dove straight in. When I get a when I get a new whiskey, I do like to just go in raw, though. You know what I mean? I don't. I want to get it at its at its purest, at its most neat, at its most impactful. That's the first drink of any whiskey I get, and then after that, then I'll start maybe a splash of water, maybe a, a cube of ice. But it was a DMA. It was a fucking weighty little drink. That one, like a weighty little dram. Smack you on the face. That one. That would be another podcast. You and I will have to do a whiskey podcast. I'm game for that, like, I am game for that, but that's then, this is now. Johnny, what have you been playing this week? Well, I have been playing and continue to play Final Fantasy VII Remake. Obviously. I'm How far, how far are you now? Um, I have just left Sector 5, yeah. towards Sector 6, so going through all the, um, the abandoned expressway stuff. That's what I've Yeah, just... yeah. So... I mean, I like we were just talking about last week, jumping in, doing the um, side quests because you just have to. You just try yeah. to milk every last drop of this game, but then you do them and you kind of like, oh, I just want it to continue on. And... Doesn't doesn't off pull you out of the story, does it? It doesn't off pull you out of the flow of uh, of that story timeline. Mind you, one thing I will give it credit for, particularly that second set of um, uh, side missions. Mm-hmm. They really knuckled down and taught me how to um, fight strategically. Are you using you like your hockeys? 
not, like not, that, that I haven't used my hotkeys yet, but just making sure you're going in with your, with a game plan. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's very rarely with some of those fights now that you go in and then you you do the whole assess thing. And you go, well, I'm not kitted out to win this battle whatsoever. <laughs> whatsoever. My, my whole build on every single one of my characters is going to hail this person. <laughs> yeah. While, spoiler alert, um, some um, Toad King, which is not a Toad King at all, some Hedgehog Pie King, mm. has his minions bouncing down my fucking head. That pissed me off a few times, I'll tell you that fight. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. If they started bouncing, I just flipped to another character, me. Yeah, so, but no, that, that was the thing. Well, after, sorry. Like, Got me to play more strategically and things like that. So then, after doing that, did the whole um, VR mission thing. So I was pretty proud of myself. So I, I felt, even though I'd gone through the motions, I'd I'd learned something. I'd, I was a better person for it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what it is? Obviously, I'm still playing Final Fantasy VII as well. I haven't haven't put the time in that I wanted to do because work and real life got in the way. So oh. I haven't had the chance to, to finish it yet, which I'm disappointed in myself about more than anything. But uh, so I'm a, I'm a little bit further on than you. Um, I've, I'm, I'm right at the end of sort of wall market. So it's, it's, I don't know what chapter number it is, but Jesus Christ, the honeybee in gets weird gets (laughs) weird i'm not gonna no spoilers right absolutely no spoilers out of me but fucking like the og game it's no it's it's not really spoiler because this game's been around for 23 years so there's there is a bit in the og game where cross-dressing's involved and i didn't know how they were going to approach that in in this day and age the times in which we live now but fuck me, that whole segment just gets <laughs> outlandish. Like, th- I was doing things in that segment that I thought I would never see myself do <laughs> in the Final Fantasy VII remake. <laughs> You've got all that to come, and we'll have a discussion about this outside of the podcast, or maybe right. we'll do a spoiler cast when we both finish it. But fucking unbelievable. Like, uh, like jaw-dropped that I was in 2020 playing the Final Fantasy VII Remake, the tone that had been set prior to this to what you end up doing in that segment it is it jaw-dropping, yet you absolutely just love every minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So fucking weird, man. So weird. I'm guessing yeah, you haven't had the chance to dip into anything else though, Johnny. I'm I'm g I haven't. I haven't this week. I haven't even touched Animal Crossing this week. So it's just been all Final Fantasy and a couple of games of Warzone just to tide us over, just to keep the fingers a bit sharper, but See, I haven't even jumped on Warzone. No, I thought you hadn't been on for a while, like. So I hadn't seen you panthering about for a while. I've been because like I'm 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 not working this week. I'm taking holiday. But holiday spelt with an F. No, no, no. It's an F and ends with an Erlo. It's not. It is holiday, but it's um, it's enforced five days. So, uh. but it, it wasn't like you have to be off. I'd already had the thing booked in. It's yeah, I was yeah. supposed to be supposed to be touring Scotland in a camper van. That's what I was supposed to be doing this week. Well, but as it was booked say, in, there wouldn't be a safer place. I'm guessing out there in the Scottish, the Scottish Highlands right now. So that, that's that's where everyone fucked off to. Right, uh, true, 
true. Yeah, listen, they had to send out a press release. Like, Please stop coming to the Highlands because everyone's got the same idea and you're just bringing it here. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's dead. <laughs> we have three beds. <laughs> Johnny, let's just fucking get into some choice cuts because eh? it's been a bit of a fucking hefty week on the gaming news this week, hasn't it? <clears throat> I think we've had a couple of dry weeks, but uh, we've had a. There's been enough to get your teeth into this week. Oh, there's certainly a meal ahead. <laughs> there's, a, there's a meal ahead. So if I, if I, I mean, if I was to be so bold as to ask you to come round the back and uh, sharpen, take the sharpest knife you've got, and let's just start hacking into this physical embodiment of the game industry strewn across my table here, and we'll just. Ch- slice off some choice cuts of gaming news for these beautiful bastards well I'm, what you got for us Johnny I've got this tender piece here so this is um, related to the um, forthcoming PlayStation 5 go for it um, so this was reported on Bloomberg but other outlets I'm pretty sure um, basically the headline is Sony's planning limited PlayStation 5 output in its first year so Sony Corp plans to produce far fewer units of its upcoming PlayStation 5 in the first year than at previous generations console launches, um, according to people familiar with the matter. So um, it's limiting in its initial um, production run. Uh, I think maybe because it expects the ambitious specs to weigh on demand. Leading mm. to it. And so I think this is m- moving more into what on earth is the price going to be for something like yes. this. And that, that's the thing that both um, Sony and Microsoft are playing their cards very close to the chests in this. Yeah, they've pretty much, at this point, literally shown us everything but the tits at this point. That's like that's all we're waiting for. They've shown every single part of this fucking whole body of next gen apart from the tits. And that's the price right there. That's like, I think that same report that you're referring to there uh, puts the price somewhere around, what? Think it was four fifty, uh, five hundred to five fifty dollar. Yeah, so, four nine nine five fifty five yeah. four nine. You've got to think. One, I think this has uh, got nothing to do with with the pricing at all. Uh, lo- logically, you would look at it and think, yeah, if this is going to be a five hundred quid um, console, then you would expect a certain level of trepidation for people to be able to jump in day one with that kind of disposable cash that is logically that makes a lot of sense but you've got to bear in mind this is the same price that they launched the playstation 3 at and there was Mm -hmm. absolutely no limited quantities of playstation 3s out there this is just they've committed to launching in 2020 and covid 19's got in the way and this is you can't have whatever you wanted and I think they're just trying to put a PR spin on it now to say, look, we'll go limited quantities just because, you know, it might be a little bit mm, a bit more expensive than what we used to. Sony, man, you have been putting out overpriced consoles for generations now. <laughs> like, this isn't, this is nothing new for you. And Sony have never had a limited launch quantity before this. To my knowledge, I could be wrong. I've been wrong in the past. But um, for me, this... This smacks of COVID-19 got in the way of the production schedule. and I mean, they've got some. They will launch in 2020. It all looks very positive that they launch in 2020. But I, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's by choice that these quantities are limited. That's just my hot take on it. Like. Yeah. 
because the other thing is about i guess mass production of these things is probably in china yeah 100 percent. and china's probably the one nation that's actually starting to move ahead with some steam now after this covid19 thing uh, a lot of places in china are back up to 100 percent capacity already so that might be a for, for for a launch this this year things might be all right in terms of the actual having the the quantity to you know having the actual units in hand it's mm-hmm. distribution of those units around said right. globe particularly like you know if, if for some reason isolation and lockdown things get either repeated or extended are we going to have the people are we going to have the consumer base who can afford to buy this well come, that, that's the other 2020 that's the other um playstation 3 in the room isn't it <laughs> 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 I think my money uh, before COVID-19 I was I was fairly certain I'd have had the funds secured to get them both on launch because well franchise buys games basically but I think it's a little more likely that I'm going to have to go one or the other right now and I think it's going to be Xbox for me Like interesting one thing it touches on in this article which I didn't think about it's not so much the hardware which is the issue. It's all the um, knock-on effects with the game production and publishing. Not going to have any um, titles out there to fucking launch with it. Exactly, and then that 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 can be a death nail or a killer at first if you don't have the the key launch titles. Well, look at the fucking state of the the Xbox numbers. Xbox numbers this generation are healthy, right? That's don't get me wrong healthy numbers they're not in trouble they've sold an absolute fucking bucket load of xboxes but the telling thing is the void between how how many xbox have sold for the xbox one and how many ps4 sold that void is fucking absolutely fucking it's almost i believe at this point it's more than double Again, I could be wrong. I haven't looked at these numbers for a while, but I think more than double of PS4s out in the wild. And even though Xbox has sold healthy numbers, PlayStation's done fucking so much more because Xbox has had such a weak generation for exclusive games. And if if you've if you're going to launch a PlayStation Five against the Xbox Series X, which is already going to be the more powerful machine then the thing that you... If it comes in at comparable price points, the thing you need is those exclusives. The exclusives that have won you the previous console generation that Xbox didn't have. And if you're going to launch a console with none of your exclusives, which sort of comes into it, is this potentially why The Last of Us Part 2 has been delayed? But although that's been built on PS4 specs from the ground up, so I don't know, maybe we'll cast that one off. That was maybe just a fleeting thought. But... If PS5 has no exclusives because they can't get the game finished and out in time for launch, then you've got two consoles and a load of third-party games if they come out on time. And then you're like, well, what do I want to play my third-party games on? Like, the more powerful machine? Yeah. You know <laughs> what I mean? That's it's a, it's a strange one. I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't thought of the uh, the the software side of things and then and then the third parties obviously will be looking at the situation saying well what are we going to release on mm. 
because there's no point or, or are they going to kind of take some time and step back and say well when we're not going to push for a release date that's still up in the air true so, very true but interesting i mean guess that we still look forward to what the actual pricing is and there's lots of speculation now on that you know basically p- pricing of components and things like that but i think you know a 500 quid 500 pounds great british pounds 500 of the great british pound that's where my money's at is expensive for a console but not expensive when you relate it to smartphones no absolutely not and then what all this does is highlight how much we paid for technology in the past we're going to have this generation you're going to have two consoles that are capable of 60 frames a second uh 8k gaming has been confirmed on xbox uh, series x not i can't can't remember if that's been confirmed for ps5 but you've got to imagine the need to be there or thereabouts you've got this fucking all these ssds in there so your loading times are just diminished to the point of almost gone um and you're paying 500 quid for it which is the same amount of money you paid for a ps3 which didn't even have like a fucking blu-ray drive in it yep do you know what i mean so when you look at it that way what we've paid for consoles in the past compared to what we are about to pay for the next generation which is good this is the generation that levels the playing field without question with this long fucking fabled pc master race this generation is the one that levels the playing field this is the generation where you turn around and you say you to to the to the people who are against consoles to the the pc players who not all of them not everybody's a dick but to the pc players who were like oh consoles are shit why don't you just get a pc you actually have the argument of i can get a higher performance out of a console for the same price point as you could get a gaming pc if you paid 500 quid for a gaming rig you will be hard pushed to get the performance we're getting out of a 500 quid next gen console and this is the generation that absolutely levels the playing field so you know how much have we paid in the past so I don't think I think 500 quid is perfectly reasonable. I think so. Well, I think it was reasonable. Adding what you touched on there, the uh, economic um, consequences of said pandemic, mm. that could change mm-hmm. people's outlook. So it seems to have changed yeah. yours. So well, right now, if I was to do one of those giant thermometer things where you just slowly fill it up as and when you get <laughs> money in through donations uh, none of this is d- through donation by the way <laughs> this is uh, the only donation here is i'm spending my own money by putting it in savings for this shit but i'm i've got enough to buy one now uh through money i'm squirreling away and we'll just have to see how the rest of this year goes like see if i can manage to double what i've already got we shall see, Johnny. Time will tell. Time shall. will tell. Right, I'm ready for second course now. What else? Second what course. you got? Second course. Are you aware of a little cheeky game that goes by the name of... I'll tell you what, let's play a game. Right? Let's play a game. Let's see if you can guess the game I'm talking about. It was often touted that this game wouldn't ever run on anything other than a PC. Because it was so, so pretty. Is that, you know, would 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 melt consoles? It would melt consoles if you try to play it on a console do you know the game i'm talking about johnny i do i don't played it oh <laughs> bloody hell bloody <laughs> hell 
So Crisis Remastered is on the way. Crytek shooter Crisis. The one it was it was fucking genre defining at the time. Like you've got to give Crisis credit. If you went back and played Crisis now, it still looks absolutely fucking stunning. Off the top of my head, I believe uh, this got to be 2007 for the original Crisis. 2008, 2007. I've just pulled the article up there. Um, so Crytek started dropping cheeky little tweets. On the fucking crisis um, Twitter handle, uh, and it was like fucking are you there and stuff along those lines. So it was like booting up or something like that. Uh, and the last tweet before the drop, this mentioned the word nomad. Now nomad was the character in Crisis One because by Crisis Two and Three, I believe you played as the name escapes as begins with a P, I think. Never mind. Not but anyway, <laughs> Crisis is coming back. They are doing a Crisis remastered, which is, uh, I mean, I, to be honest, when the Crisis hashtag booted up, I was expecting Crisis 4. Yep. Because um, it's been, what, 2013 since Crisis 3? And I don't think Crisis 3 set the world on fire. Uh, but yeah, Crisis coming back. It won't run at 60 frames a second from start to finish, obviously. <laughs> But, yeah, fucking hell, who saw that coming? Because I certainly did not. I didn't. I, I, you know, like I say, it would be more about along the lines of either Crisis Remake, like, you know, a new, you know, like the whole Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, starting again. Yeah. You know, crisis for the Nick, this generation kind of thing. Like like a reboot. Yeah, a cr- reboot, exactly. <laughs> uh. I knew there was a terminology that already existed for something like that. <laughs> He's me thinking I'd invented something. <laughs> <laughs> the one that's fucking blowing my mind, right, is that we've just sat there and just fucking gone on about how a console couldn't play, couldn't run Crisis, and then obviously Crisis Two came out on on all the fucking consoles. But they've gone back and they're doing Crisis Remastered, and this fucker's coming out on the Switch. Like, yeah. what's yeah. that going to look like? What is that going to look like? Fucking Minecraft? Crisis Minecraft is what that's going to look like? Well, are you just going to have like a whole pile full of melted switches? Just a shitload of melted switches? <sighs> or worst, at worst, left Joy-Cons that don't work. Yeah, yeah. I still haven't, I still haven't replaced my Joy-Cons. <laughs> I'm still running off my Pro Control. I can't believe that shit, like... I'm really tempted to take that fucker apart and try and fix it myself because I'm almost certain it's got to be a loose connection. It's got to be a loose connection. And I, I don't know how. I've, I've never dropped it. I'm, I'm in my 30s, you know what I mean? I'm careful with shit now. I'm not like a child. Uh, I, I, you've got prior history of being dangerous with control pads. <laughs> do, you not, do you miss the days when you used to go to uh, like my house to play <laughs> on whatever console we had and it was like, oh, you can have this controller. And you'd be like... Why is the teeth marks in this controller? <laughs> Literally, I'd put fucking actual teeth marks. I'd put bite marks in the controllers. <laughs> I remember, I can't remember, it must have been... Was it Smackdown we were playing? It was something where you threw the pad in disgust and, like, the L, one of the... Was the, the L1 or the L2 shoulder... One of the shoulder buttons popped out. Aye. Right, and we, we were looking at it for a bit. I'm sitting there in silence, like, oh, shit. Uh-oh. And I obviously had... I obviously had my pad there, and you, I just remember you calmly just like, right, that's bust. 
and like yeah you see the cogs turning just like <laughs> I, I, need, I need to play this i need to play games <laughs> johnny can i borrow your pad and i look at you I, I look at my pad i look at your pad with the missing shoulder button <laughs> i look back at you and calmly go i'm sure this is fixable mate <laughs> we'll fix this yeah we'll fix this <laughs> Oh God! Memories. Violent little boy, I was such a violent little boy. But anyway, that's it. I crisis, crisis remastered. I don't think we've got any hint of a fucking release date as of yet, other than twenty twenty. Um, but is this something that you think you'll get involved in, Johnny? Well, here's the thing. So I remember when we first got it, because you know, obviously we've got a running, running, running. Um, story with one of our friends our, our mutual acquaintances yeah who, who plays one game or another exclusively exclusively and we had been absolutely trying to kind of pull him <laughs> and he said pull him off there that's the last well oh. <laughs> he says that's the last thing he needs but maybe it's the thing he needs at the moment <laughs> <laughs> different podcast altogether <laughs> yeah um and i remember we, we dragged him onto crisis and I'm pretty sure it was the one that made him turn his head briefly. That was Almost. that Crisis Two. It might have been Crisis Two that we got him on. I mean, we hooked his attention for a bit, and then he he walked away. <laughs> I think back to back to Call of Duty. But he definitely didn't say it was PlayStation Two graphics. I'll give you that. <laughs> no, no. CryEngine. To be honest, I don't know how old CryEngine is now, but the last game that I played with CryEngine was Hunt Showdown. Did you play Hunt Showdown? Of course you didn't. There's a game called Hunt Showdown (laughs) that runs on CryEngine, and that still looks fucking very, very pretty. So what they're doing with the CryEngine, I don't know. Like, you would think after this long, is it not time that, like, then CryEngine 2 came out? But whether or not they've just been bolting on bells and whistles for, for this long... Because Hunt Showdown is, is stunning. It is. It's absolutely stunning. But, yeah, Crisis 1 running on the most up-to-date Cry engine. It's That is a very fucking interesting little uh, a little ditty, that one. Like I remember as SPSs went, it was one that I could actually do. I was yeah. re- reasonably good at it. So that and Halo are the ones that I've actually you know, felt adept at. Uh. Or re- you know, reasonably adept. So, Halo 2, them LAN parties, Johnny, them fucking LAN parties. God damn, LAN cables in OG Xboxes. That was what it was all about. Well, you will see. We'll see. I, I, I will keep my eyes peeled because I I do like F- first-person shooters. If the story if they, mode's good. Yeah, and if they like me, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So. If there's a level of accessibility for you. Yeah, I think so because there's just I, I just so struggle with like Battlefield and Call of Duty. The hyper competitive, mate. That's the problem. That's the thing. It's frenetic and just. Ugh. Fuck me! Don't ever play Doom if you think <laughs> it's frenetic. Jesus Christ! Don't ever play Doom. Shall we move on? Move on to the next story, Johnny. What you got? What you got? Oh well, I'm I'm gonna go for a little one of the sweetbreads here. Oh. By a taste, but you know. Gives a bit of sweetbread. Oh. Ooh, matron. <laughs> Some father beans and a nice Chianti. 
No, no. So I, no. We messaged, I messaged about um, something similar to this a few weeks ago, but it didn't make the choice cuts. But okay. pull this one into it. Um, so I found some um, an article on IGN where they've previewed the um, adventure game, upcoming adventure game, Beyond a Steel Sky, which is right. the se- sequel to uh, Beneath the Steel Sky from uh, Revolution Software many moons ago. Uh, if you don't know what Beneath the Steel Sky was, it, it, or the Revolution, it's the people who made Bro- Broken Sword and that franchise. So fucking, I'll tell you what it is, right? I'm going to let you run with this, because as I said to you in the fucking chat, this is a Johnny-ass game if I ever fucking saw that, like, If there was one genre that I would 100% attach to you uh, as a nice guy Johnny-ass game, it's a point-and-click adventure, it's fucking Broughton Sword, it's Monkey Island, it's that ilk. Like, they are Johnny-ass games, them. I love this genre. Absolutely love it. And this, I always thought that things like the um, the the Switch or like iPad, you know, touchscreen generations would right. would revive this, and it just didn't come back as big as, big as I wanted to. No. But yeah, beyond an, a steel sky, it's a. Uh, oh, I can't remember the first one was released back in, in 1994, so 26 years we've been building on this. 26 years in the making. Well, 26 years of just kind of since. I mean, it's always been ideas. They've like, one, because they, have you ever played it? I'll be honest, mate. This is, uh, this is one of those times when the, this is your show. This, uh, point and clicks. Monkey Island was, that was my jam back on the Amiga. I fucking loved Monkey Island 2 back on the Amiga. The anti-piracy fucking method that they had of a disc, right? Where it was like you put a fucking what's them are they called drawing pins, where you push the pin through, but the pins like got two arms, and then you splay the pin open behind it, so essentially things can spin. If you were made <laughs> like a windmill in fucking primary yeah. <laughs> school or something, like that, this fucking disc, right? and obviously I pirated it, so whatever. But like it to get over the piracy things. The bloke who copied it for us on the Amiga, all fucking four discs of it, I think it was, possibly more, he, he just took his disc apart and photocopied it and then cut out the squares and then just put a fucking safety pin through it and then just gave me that. So I now had the pirated game and the fucking very, very flimsy method of fucking circumventing pirates. I also pirated that. So I just did this weird little disc where you had, it was like right before you start the game, what is what's the code that comes up if you match this top head versus this bottom head? So it was like the top head of a monkey and the bottom head of a bearded man. So you'd spin the disc until you found that head and then punch that number in, what it revealed, and you were away. And it was like right now insert disc four, right now insert disc three, right now put disc four back in. Right, now disc one. Uh, disc four. Okay, disc two. A little bit of disc three. Disc one. All right, now you're good to play. <laughs> <laughs> That's where my fucking... I did re-download the remaster of uh, Monkey Island 2 LeChuck's Revenge, I think it was. Yeah. I, I downloaded that on Xbox because that was remastered on Xbox. But it just wasn't the same. So I think all of my, my point-and-click adventures end... 
at the end of my Amiga 500 Plus days. So this one is all on you, mate. This is your show for this shit. You like to tell me about this? Well, it's like the, I know the other game you played. You you played um, or we played together was uh, Indiana Jones, like the Fate of Atlantis. Oh yeah, right? buddy. So beyond a steel sky, uh, sorry, beneath the steel sky, the first one was very yeah. much looked like that. You know, very heavily pixelated, mm-hmm. but it had like a voice cast. What what, so, what platform did this originally launch on? Uh, PC. Right. It'll be PC, I think. 94, yeah, it'll definitely be like a window, early Windows game or a DOS yeah. thing. But like, you can get the remaster of it now on like um, Apple Store and Android, I think. Have you ever have you ever dove in? Yes. Of course oh. I have. Of course. <laughs> of course. This because is the re- game. <laughs> no, because the remasters were pretty cool because they got like... Um, so Dave Gibbons, I'm sure you know who Dave Gibbons is, com- comic book... Um, drawer did watchman yeah yeah right he used to do the backgrounds and things for games for revolution games so particularly beneath steel sky Holy and shit. then went, went off to be like a proper comic book artist yeah yeah he came back for broken sword remaster and the beneath the steel sky remaster and some of the dialogue screen that ha- happens now he's done re- he's redrawn it like in comic book style Right. So you just get this fit, like it's from a storyline, it's pro- proper cool and proper interesting. So you're hooked in that way. Yeah. He's actually done all the drawings and stuff for Beyond the Steel, Steel Sky, the new one. So it's it's almost like rotoscoped and plays like a graphic novel. Fucking hell. Which is really, and the other cool thing is because Beneath the Steel Sky has got this very kind of cyberpunk element to it. Um, very 2000 AD, like yeah, Mega yeah. City. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and Dave Gibbons. Used to work for 2008, did, did Judge Dread. So oh. that's what. And the interesting thing is, like, I won't go too much into it, to like, from a. But basically, you, you're, you're a kind of. It's set in this dystopian future. It's very Blade Runner y style, very um, 1984 kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Or control and things like that. And society living behind these. Um, in these mega cities. Mm-hmm. And obviously just your classic puzzle adventures, picking things up, using things, things like things like that. But it's coming along at a renaissance, like it's all these things. And I mentioned it, like the Blade Runner point and click yeah. adventure game uh-huh. back in 97. That's getting a remaster release at some point. Um, and all, it's all tying in because like, you know, it's either I don't think it's planned, but it's all it's all tying in with Cyberpunk coming back. I think Ride the wave. Ride the wave completely. So, yeah makes sense planet to get to release that so there's no release date for beyond steel sky but any fans of the first ones or just general point and click games in general uh-huh. i'm well on board with this because the old point and click kind of genre is something that i will admit died it, it's it can be quite you know unless you nail it mm-hmm. it's hard to innovate and go forward and sometimes you can over innovate because it's like broken sword three was shite <laughs> really because they tried to make it all like 3d and kind of moving things where like, you just want you wanted the old school puzzles of point and click and pick things things up i would so. say from my limited time with point and click so like we previously said that uh, obviously monkey island um i can go one older than that probably and go seventh guest oh horror point and wow click. yes uh the that was my sort of point and click wheelhouse as you said indiana jones um did i have any other fucking point and click it's, so from my limited knowledge of point and clicks 
I would say the new iteration, the second generation of point and click became Telltale. Exactly. That that's that's been the modernization of, of yeah. the most recent thing of that kind of genre. Like Walking Dead, I think that added the element of it's tell it's 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 essentially the new generation point and click, but we'll throw some fucking QTEs in there just to just to keep it feeling a bit like you do need to have some level of action slash reflex in there. But I I, I think those kind of things seem to seem to go across um go towards um kind of interactive narratives mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. rather than games. You know what I mean? You're almost yeah, yeah. just you're in charge of turning the page. Yeah. How it how it's turned. Right. Um, rather than working out how to turn the page, that was an old school um, adventure game. Aye. You know, you just didn't you didn't flow through the story. There were some puzzles that you went fucking nuts over. <laughs> Aye. Aye. You know what I mean? And this is before, like in the older days, you know, when there wasn't that much internet. <laughs> like actually finding out how to solve some of these puzzles, infuriating. <laughs> Fond, fond memories of the old Monkey Island. But I, I would, I would recommend if you ever on on the iPad again, uh, look at Broken Sword Remaster for sure. Um, but um, does, that, does that hold up? Uh, that does because it was all like like uh, animation. Yeah, yeah. So it was it's all hand drawn. Um, Beneath the Still Sky, Steel Sky will be very old school, like very Amiga, very early PC. Aye. So. But it's 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 pretty cool. It's got a lot of like sideways humor and things in it. So. Straight up, hands up, the most animated you've ever been on this whole fucking podcast. I was talking about a game from the fucking nineteen nineties. I know. <laughs> I love to hear it, mate. I absolutely love to hear it. So that's uh, that's you from now on. Every point and click game that comes out, it's getting sent straight to you. If I get any codes for point and clicks, they're going straight to you. Absolutely. I've played some terrible ones as well, but I'll always try a new point and click just to see if it's any good. <laughs> Do that, uh, any developers out there listening, uh, if you work in my point and click genre, nice guy Johnny's your man. Yep, yep. I'll review them all. I'll review them all. Anybody who's ever been as animated over a point and click as that man just was for that five minute window there. Are you ready to put this down, Johnny, or do you want to talk about Beyond Still Skies for more? No, no, it's down. It's down. It's down. What else you got for us? Have you got out else? Um, there was a bit of news for, for Nintendo um, players, so this yeah. concerns you. Um, mm. Just in the news today, um, Nintendo's uh, owners urged to secure their accounts. Has there been a hack? Ooh. I think there has. I think there has. I saw this. I didn't see this article. However, I do have people on my Twitter timeline, uh, one of which has had over 170 quid, I think it was. Of uh, money on out of his account being spent on V bucks, fucking Fortnite, still fucking, <laughs> still there, still there. But uh, I suppose, and that was because he hadn't activated the was it the two point authentication? Is that what they call yeah, it? Two two factor authentication. Two factor authentication. So yeah, a, a worthy public service announcement. All you all y'all's Nintendo players out there, get that two factor authentication activated immediately before people get up in your Nintendo accounts and start buying V bucks. Is your is your active? Yours active? Couldn't tell you. Yeah, <laughs> couldn't tell you. And I've got a general, I've got a general policy in my life of never check the bank. 
<laughs> you don't know how bad I'm things are getting. Same you just never look. <laughs> <laughs> work on the assumption that as long as the bills get paid, you'll probably be all right. Uh, I've got a bit of news for you, Johnny. I've got go a bit on, then, for go you. On. So, uh, Is it last point week, pick related? Nah, unfortunately not. <laughs> the, uh, there's a brand new game coming out called Underneath the <laughs> Steel Sky. There's a brand new point and click adventure coming out called Just to the Right of a Steel Sky. <laughs> <laughs> so last week we talked about uh, Google Stadia, uh, and I think we we fucked about with the idea that Amazon were getting in there uh, and, and talking about like the the game and space and new. New people coming to occupy some of the market share of the gaming space. Um, huge brands, that is. So, obviously, Google have waded in. Amazon are about to wade in. Uh, so, Facebook has now launched a dedicated gaming app earlier than planned uh, in its latest attempt to grow its presence in the online gaming world. Now, this report comes from the BBC, and it goes on to say, Facebook has said the accelerated launch was a direct response to the COVID-19 lockdown. The app lets users follow high-profile gamers, watch live gaming streams, and leave comments without interacting with the rest of Facebook. It also lets gamers broadcast their own smartphone screen. While Facebook remains the largest social network on the planet, it has struggled to compete against dominant players Twitch and YouTube when it comes to game streaming and eSports. Competition in the space is heating up with Microsoft's Mixer and YouTube funding players and franchises in recent months. Interessante, old Zuckerberg and the boys just fucking wading in. Something that, something that, now you correct us if I'm wrong here, Johnny, but I don't think we've had anybody lean into the smartphone the way Facebook just have. No, and I don't, I don't rightly know if this is going to be the the best idea. That's what I was but thinking. I was, I, was, I was just about to clarify with you. Is this about um, smartphone gaming specifically? I don't think it's about smartphones specifically because it is it, the, the 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 report talks a lot about um, Mixer and YouTube, uh, other game streamers and esports. No, no esport that I know of exists on a fucking mobile. No, none of them. I just so I don't know if I don't know if this is a fucking swing and a miss for Facebook, like. I mean, what are you going to do? Literally, yeah. Um, hands down, there's some fucking phenomenal games on the mobile game store. But there's also a fuckload of chaff. Like, there is more chaff on the fucking App Store and the Google Play Store than anything else. There's a huge market there for just copying whatever the top ten is with a different skin on it. Like mm-hmm. it's not it's a it's a pretty fucking cannibalistic little fucking marketplace, if I'm honest. The smartphone marketplace. And yeah, if you look at the fucking numbers, the the bigger the the largest percentage of gamers exist in that market because of Candy Crush, because of Clash Royale, because of Pokemon Go, Minecraft World, all these things that pulled the casual gamer in. The person who sits on the bus and plays Candy Crush on the way to work, sits on yeah. the train and plays Clash Royale on the way but, to work. But, but is someone going to sit on the bus and watch someone else play Candy Crush? 
that's exactly it. Like we can't. I w- I've never seen never because uh-huh. Twitch is a thing and Twitch is a massively successful thing and we've now got multi-million dollar um, competitions in esports that are all paid for by Twitch and shit like that. So we've got. I'd never say never, but I just think this is a, it's a fucking weird one. Like, what what is streamable? What is streamable? On I, I'm not doubting there's something there, but off the top of my head, what the fucking hell is streamable on a on a um like a iOS App Store or Google Play Store? Well, I don't know if you heard this. This is a game uh, that was released in 1994. It's been remastered. <laughs> 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 is it called Six Feet Under a Steel Sky? <laughs> Partially obscured by a steel sky. <laughs> Rolling around in the dirt under a steel sky. <laughs> so it's it's worth pointing out that this is a totally separate app. They're leaning into the fact that they've got the they are the world's biggest social network, but they're now branching off. So you can have a Facebook account and never have to integrate or interact with the mothership if you like the social network will be the mother and this the facebook gaming is going to be a it's very very separate entity to begin uh, with to begin well if it's a success if it's a success it'll be enveloped into the main i just swallow it back up and if it's not they'll just cut it loose and just say well that was never facebook (laughs) <laughs> I sell it off to someone without the Facebook name on it. It's going to be interesting, mate, because obviously I don't think um, mobile games is going to be the only thing that we'll see on there. I think it'll, it'll lean very much into. I mean, you see it now. You see it now. I mean, I follow a shitload of gamers and gaming channels and gaming pages on my Facebook, so uh, I will come across people who are streaming Facebook Live, and it is full games. It's people streaming Overwatch. It's um, but it was actually one of these that got me back into Dead by Daylight. Not too long ago, I went through a Dead by Daylight phase. I think yeah. I dragged you in on it. You I did. You did towards the end of it. Uh, that that was that. Those fires were restoked because as I was just mindlessly scrolling through Facebook, somebody had gone live through Facebook gaming, not this app, just on on Facebook itself, streaming. Dead by Daylight, and I ended up getting back into it that way because I ended up watching this guy, and I was like, "Fuck me!" I used to enjoy this game, and I enjoyed watching it, but I can't honestly say I'd enjoy sitting watching somebody play anything off the App Store. And I, that's not me. I, I don't. I'm not being critical of the App Store because I know casual gamers make up the bulk, the lion's share of our market. Unfortunately, I'd like to say it was the true gamers, but it, it ain't. It's all the people sitting playing fucking Candy Crush or. Fucking Farmville, if that's still a thing. I'd like, I don't know, like all these little apps. But whether or not that's whether or not that's you, what you want to be leaning into. Uh, well, flip it the other way. Like, let's say there's, there'll be certain other gamers and esports leagues. Mm-hmm. Okay, that might not. Well, I, you know, that might not be aligned with a, with a with a pla- with a streaming platform yet. If yeah. Facebook's going to come along with their financial clout as well and say we will bankroll this specific tournament yeah in this with this specific game that'll get people on i'll tell you what we'll do rick just while we're on this i'm going to run you through the top the top 10 paid and the top 10 free 
apps on the App Store currently under games. Right? Okay. Paid apps. Starting at one, working down to ten. Monopoly. <laughs> Minecraft. All right, I can say that. <clears throat> that potentially, yes, Minecraft. Football Manager 2020 Mobile. Yep, again, I can say you've possibly got a... If your streamer is charismatic enough to carry that off, yes. Plaguing. Uh, the Chase, the Ultimate Edition. <laughs> Cluedo, Official Edition. Tenable, Tipping Point. These are all fucking bollocks daytime TV things, aren't they? So it, it must be something else. Geometry so like, Dash, the game of life. That rounds up your top ten. Paid. Right. Jump into the free. Go Nots 3D. ASMR Slicing. <laughs> Super Salon. Yeah, people will watch that one. <laughs> Fit em all. Hide and Seek. Idle Life Sim. Lip Art 3D. Draw Climber. Hypermarket 3D. Brain test tricky puzzles. <laughs> so there you have your top uh, yeah, ten I think free you top beneath. ten paid. How many of them would you watch? Weird point, one, point weird well one. Made. And again, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a good a good streamer is a good streamer because they are confident, they are charismatic, and they could literally sit and play fucking Pac-Man and make it entertaining. That's that's. That's the difference between somebody who broadcasts and a streamer, like a proper streamer. Doctor Disrespect being the one, my favourite game streamer. Like, look how fucking entertaining that guy is. Ah, he's skillful as fuck. But like, look how entertaining he is. So if if he'd sat there and played fucking lip art, would I watch? I because he'd probably make it funny. Like, so I suppose it is going to come down to the streamer. Well. It... Here's the other thing, because let's say, because that's how that was the Twitch platform, wasn't it, based around streamers, or yeah. first, right? Yeah. And then from that, they real people realise, okay, hang on, there's something in this, in terms of people watching other people play games. Yeah. Right. So let's say from it, and tell me if I'm wrong. So Twitch started from that, and then you build things around it, like esports leagues and things like that on Twitch. There was some esports leagues that existed outside before Twitch was a thing. Um, but then you, it was big. But you're using that as a platform to drive it. Yes. Twitch, but then you've Twitch got, tournaments. you know, for example, and then you've got, you know, there was the big news last year when Microsoft got, um, was it Ninja? For Mixer. For Mixer. Yeah. Right. Because then it, and then they were building Mixer as their version of Twitch, which based around having good quality streamers. Or high-profile streamers to which base round. Now, yes. Facebook Gaming might not go that way. You know, the other news I'm just seeing in this article at the bottom: January this year, YouTube, pers- YouTube, so Google purchased the rights to the Overwatch League and Call of Duty esports tournaments. Yeah. So they're the ones going to be broadcasting that. Yes. So Facebook, in some respects, might go for some other franchises that they're going to broadcast specific tournaments for and bankroll the prize money in that. Yeah. I mean, so not, nece- not necessarily the chase or, you know, ASMR slicing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so but it, what, what we're saying is they've provided the ability to stream your smartphone screen. Yes. But that's not necessarily what they're going to lean into. They are going to go the 
tr- the true tried and tested path that both Mixer and YouTube and Twitch have all gone, which is buy the rights to stream popular competitive games. But they're late to the party. No ma- no way around it. They are. Amazon yeah. and Google are already, and Microsoft are already high up there. They had to make a play in somehow, didn't they? Well, that's, everybody knows that's where the money is now. Money's there. And the, the thing about esports is, right now, every other fucking physical sport is, is cancelled, is shut down. Yeah. These esports tournaments, people can just play from home. Granted, it doesn't have the, the thrill of the uh, the arena and seeing the people actually face off against each other, like, as far as sitting at a computer next to each other goes, but still. Tell you one thing, some of, some of the F1 esports stuff they're watching, just like, I had to blink twice to work, work, make sure what I was watching was not real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Sky Sports have had FIFA on. Sky Sports have actually showed FIFA tournaments. So we are living in changing times, mate. Oh, well, good luck to them. But yeah, I certainly won't be watching someone else play Scrabble. Nope, nope, me neither. You can take your fucking lip art and you can kiss me ass with it. So sure. I'll tell you what, Johnny. Well, this, this reminds me of something really back where it was called Matchroom Sport. It was, it was like, obviously I wasn't alive at this time, but it must have been back in the 70s or something. It was like a, a pub in Leeds somewhere. <laughs> and, and they were oh. broadcasting like, you know, barroom billiards and skittles. <laughs> Just like these two lads from Leeds, students. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember his name, but I'll, I'll remember it for next week's podcast. <laughs> That's where it all started. Matchroom sport in Leeds and playing barroom skittles. <laughs> playing a game of nine ball. Exactly, like two, no, two dart darts because they lost the third one. <laughs> Johnny, I've got one more story that I want to fucking wrap up on here. Go on then. It's not exactly a full story because it is rumour, alright? But uh, this comes from Game Rant. Uh, there's a rumour that major Xbox Series X game announcements have leaked online. Uh, I mean, no, that's not the rumour. It's reporting on the rumour that major Xbox Series X game announcements have leaked online. Uh, Rumours have been swelling about the Xbox Series X lately with supposed leaks pointing to Microsoft showing off some of its console's games as early as May. So this leak, obviously it came from 4chan, so pinch of salt is heavily advised. Mm-hmm. But um, in amongst this report, this leak says that we have Series X games to be announced in May and June. It'll include a reveal of Halo Infinite's open world and multiplayer. Besides Halo, other games rumoured are Fable 4 and the next uh, Forza Motorsport game. A new IP from an unnamed Japanese company. Uh, A new game from Obsidian. And then, essentially, all that's supposed to happen in the next... Where are we on now? April 21st. April 21st. So, very soon. If if there's any fucking weight on the bones of this rumour at all, we'll be finding out very soon. See if there is any fucking truth to this. You could, I mean, you could see it. E3's being canned. Um, they might want to pull... Although, do they... Do they want to come out in April, May with game sort of... Um, releases not releases but like information releases trailers etc or do they want to wait till june time when a3 was supposed to be 
and just do like a a big Xbox digital show where they drop all that shit. Don't know. Strange so one. On the on the topic there of um you know uh, uh, conventions, PAX West is still set to take place over the Labor Day weekend in the US. Ah. That's September fourth to seventh. Well, you know. Potentially. Potentially. It is a potentially thing that potential there, but there are already you know it's going nuts in America. People protesting, <laughs> which is nuts. Oh, yeah. oh. But um, you never know. You know. They'll be the ones to, to hold the nerve and being around that time and not announce a cancellation. It's interesting that will something physical go ahead? I don't know. I don't think it should. No. <laughs> not everything is cancelled, you know what I mean? So that, no. Not yet. There might be some physical presence of a, a games convention this year, all things withstanding. But none, none for Xbox. None that we have no. confirmed. No. So if, if you were Mr. Phil Spencer right now, Johnny... Would you think, right, A3's gone. We've lost the opportunity to do it there. Should we just get it out? Or shall we wait and hold an event in the spiritual home of A3, which is June? Do we put on a full digital show? Do we take what we were going to do at A3 and just turn it into a digital presentation and release that, like a big build-up to it on all the social medias, hitting it like new Xbox Series X news, new game trailers coming, announce all this, build the hype, and then drop a digital presentation on one day. Set day, set time. Like Sony did with that really successful Mark Cerny GDC <laughs> presentation. Well, maybe they're going to learn from from that. I mean, here's the thing. Microsoft, Xbox, they hold the cards now. Obviously, they'll have had something planned for what they were going to do at E3. Yeah. So they'll they'll kind of know what the content they were gonna gonna go with, but now they can just the, think the about e, how they want it. The E three window, we'll call it, because obviously Sony yeah. Sony wasn't going to be part of it. I don't know, and, may, and maybe Sony's that's what they're expecting. You know, well, they're obviously going to do something at E three. What were they going to announce? Xbox could just hold on to it and just you know, we'll say we'll we'll say something's ready when we're ready to say it. Yeah, it's been working so far, letting them. Um, PlayStation letting Sony take some missteps. Fucking hell. They've took many. They've took many. Hubris. Hubris strikes again. Old hubris. Anyway, have you got anything else you want to talk about on this week's episode, Johnny? Or have, we, uh, have, have, have you had your fill? I've, 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 you got any dessert? <laughs> I don't know if I've got anything else for you, mate. I can tell you Streets of Rage 4 is coming out on April the... Tw- was it April the 20th? Is it out now? Yeah. That was yesterday. Oh, the 28th. Maybe it's the end of the month. It's coming out anyway. Got a release date. It's coming to and Game Pass, so we don't even have to pay for that. Yeah, cool. We'll have a mess around on that. Seventeen have you? playable characters, apparently. How's your uh, designing of the, the the happy accident? Uh... <laughs> oh, on, uh, on Dreams. On, on Dreams, Dreams yeah. on PlayStation 4. Yeah. Final Fantasy <laughs> 7, mate. Final Fantasy 7. Dreams. Johnny, I'll tell you what. I would be surprised if I ever pick that game up ever again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not that's uh, that's not to say it's a bad game at all. Uh, it is what it is, and it's an incredible toolbox, uh, and that definitely has an audience. I, sir, I'm not it. 
<laughs> I know what I like. It's just, it's like I, I, I fucking fully appreciate what it is, and having played the campaign in dreams and seeing what you can actually do on there, it blows my mind of what is achievable on that thing, with the tools readily available on that thing. I just, I'm, I mean, I'm a young professional, you know what I mean? When I'm not working, I'm trying to play things that are coming out so I can talk about them on this friggin' podcast. Well, I haven't got time to go back, unfortunately, so we'll just have to... The Happy Accident Streets of Rage game, we'll just have to play Streets of Rage 4 instead. No worries. <laughs> Thank you for your support. Oh, it's like the same things with, like, I'm going to grow carrots. I can buy them in the shop for a fraction of the price. Yeah. And I can have them immediately. Yeah. <laughs> no work required. Uh, right, Johnny, shall we wrap that up there, mate? I think it's time. I also believe it might be time. So, boys and girls, this has been Franchise Buys Games. Another another week of gaming news crammed into an hour. Um, obviously, not every article makes the cut. Um, but, you know... It's just what hits the radar. It's what hits the radar that we think we can talk about. Like, I'm not going to lie here. When I saw an article that said seven inches to the left of a stale sky was going to be coming out soon, <laughs> I thought, I'm not fucking talking about that. That's, that news does not excite me. That doesn't get my dick hard. That's what I said to myself in my head. Doesn't get my dick hard. But then Johnny comes out and he's like, oh my fucking God, the hardest I've ever seen him. <laughs> so that's how it gets on there. That's the process. Do you know what I mean? That's the vetting process for these news articles dropping. But if you've enjoyed what's happened day today, jump on over to Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. Leave us one of them five-star reviews. Spread the word. Um, we are available on the social networks. Johnny doesn't believe in social media. He thinks Mark Zuckerberg is actually his evil twin. So he wants to just avoid it where possible. Yeah, he's uh, trying to stream my life. I don't like it. <laughs> he wants to stream Johnny's inevitable downfall or the creepy moment he gets caught masturbating playing uh, a murder of crows just above a stale sky. Which I am going to be live streaming, actually, finally. So. <laughs> <laughs> you can find him on Facebook Gaming App. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's the only platform I'm going to go on. <laughs> underneath the stale sky very soon. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us on the socials, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, search for the franchise, P-H-R-A-N-C-H-I-Z-E. Any messages for Johnny will be passed on unless you be mean and then I'll not. Boys and girls, until next time, laters. Say bye, Johnny. Tra. Gay Panthers. <laughs>